0: The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash gelati lol. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash gelati lol. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Alright, rolling on to part two of the Saturday podcast here. I'm not sure moving forward if I'm going to end up doing this as two parts or not. Let me know what you guys think. Give me some feedback on this if you prefer it as two separate episodes or if you just like one bigger episode. But I'm going to try this out, see how it goes. Uh, If we need to change formatting, we can. Anyway, uh, we have two weeks in the books in LEC. We are heading into the last week of the regular season because uh, as we. With this new format, they do a three-week single-round robin regular season, and then it moves into playoffs, and they have the three splits thing going on. So those of you on the Patreon, uh, I released the power ratings, uh, model power ratings for both Correlated Model and the original model on uh, after week two. Again, six games, slight grain of salt, but that's sort of where you start to see things kind of uh, calcify into where these teams really are. couple surprises on there. Not going to go into it here, but that is uh, for the patrons. And if you're not a patron, I encourage you to check that out. Um, I also mentioned a couple of betting trends. Uh, underdogs not performing well outright, performing outstandingly against kill spread. Generally, Europe has been longer, lower scoring games. Underdogs are covering kill spreads. Underdogs are very slightly outperforming implied money line price uh, overall. So. Yeah, interesting. If you want to see the actual numbers for that, check it out on the Patreon post for today. All right, moving on to the Saturday morning LEC slates. Afternoon, I guess, really. Uh, Afternoon Eastern time, anyway. Uh, First matchup we have is Team Vitality, plus 119 on the money line against SK Gaming, minus 144. Uh, I did a more longer form, specific, more detailed uh, reasoning for this, but I'm blanket playing kill total unders in the lec tomorrow uh the reason for that is that i just think the totals are like the market adjusted down after week one appropriately i just i went back and looked at it again this week and i don't think that the market adjusted down enough like it should probably be most of these should be aligned at 24 and a half or 23 and a half and most of them are still at 25 and a half close to even money so i just blanket played kill total unders. i think There's a chance this doesn't go well because it's the final week and teams are playing for a chance to get into knockouts, but I'll take my chances against it. I think these totals are like two kills too high in a lot of cases, or I'll say a kill and a half too high because they should be priced like 24 and a half juiced under, and they're not. So um, I played. you'll notice I played a lot of these for a one and a half X stake. But um, Vitality SK Gaming. I think of those unders I just mentioned, I think this is probably the one that's most likely to, or the one I feel least confident about because Vitality have been kind of just like the complete shit show circus game where they're averaging like, you know, like they have, I'm just going to read off their kill splits for the games this year. They had three games that were 17, 16, and 18 and three games that were 42, 35, and 38. If I could play like an option straddle for anybody that does any kind of trading, this would be like a straddle (laughs) candidate. Um, If you have a book that has good alt totals and good liquidity on those totals, I would maybe consider playing something like that, like alt overs and alt unders only, don't play the median. Um, That's an interesting thought. Anyway, uh, getting back to this actual matchup, uh, my models made this dead on the number. I don't start, I don't use the model data as gospel on six games, but it's where it starts to calcify, like I mentioned before, and you can kind of start getting a pretty good idea. still need some more context to it with only six games, but... Just worth mentioning, uh, models' prices dead on the number. I think, Vitality actually have really, really good economy numbers, despite their record. I think a lot of that is probably because they went three and zero this week. But what's interesting about them is that they haven't had a significant, a statistically significant gold lead yet this season. But their closest was in their most recent match against G two. Now, if I had any faith at all in Vitality to blow open a big lead against SK Gaming, I would actually consider playing them here. But SK Gaming are strong where Vitality have been kind of suspect to me, which is in mid and late game decision-making and objective setups, where SK have been just masterful. And honestly, that's a big part of why they're here. I think, you know, not to gush about Niski more, but like, in-game leadership and good decision-making in those later parts of the game matters a lot, and that's not something Vitality have done well with. Vitality have kind of, like, they're doing some things well, some things consistently, but a lot of it's been, like, opponent error, like, unforced errors. They're not, it's not entirely fraudulent or anything like that, but, like, they're not engineering massive advantages by themselves, and I think in order for them to get past SK in the mid and late game, if they're going to play a slow, steady game like that, they're going to need SK to make mistakes, and I just don't think SK is going to make a lot of mistakes. So um, they're going to need a big lead to get home on this, or it's not going to happen. So I would lean SK Gaming. I didn't actually play anything besides the, uh, the under 25 and half kills at plus 104 for 1.5 units, though. Next up, we have Team Heretics plus 118 against Team BDS minus 143. Um, BDS, still fraudulent. I talked a lot about this last week. But the fact of the matter is, like, as much as I want to fade this team, it's still the regular season. It's still best of one. I guarantee you teams are not spending prep time preparing for this team the way they should be doing. And not the way they sh- I shouldn't say the way they should be doing. I don't blame them for not spending time to prep that way. I used, I used a comparison of, like, the academies, the, the uh, military academy teams in college football where nobody just like nobody is prepping for the triple option offense. Like nobody's going to waste nobody's going to waste like weeks and weeks of practice reps on that. They might spend a little bit of it, but like it's it's like quite literally not worth your time a lot of time if you can just out-quality them. The problem is BDS are like they're good enough that like they're going to beat you if you don't prep for it, but I don't think we're really going to see any prep for them until playoffs. So until that time, like <laughs> unfortunately just just ride bds until best of series and then the best of series when teams have time to prep for them i think they're gonna they're gonna show their true colors here just again one more note on that like bds really only have one quality win even though they're five and one they don't have a single game with a significant gold lead at 20 a statistically significant gold lead um uh, they're 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 definitely fraudulent. They're not as good as their record, but they're a very unique weird team that you have to use a bit of a qualitative handicap on until we get to best of series where I think they're going to get theirs. So, despite hating this team and it makes me sick to do this, I actually just played the BDS money line -143 along with the under 25 and a half kills at +105 for 1.5 units. Next up we have Fnatic -184 against Mad Lions +150. Um, and again, another under, under 25 and a half kills at minus minus one fifteen for 1.5 units. Fnatic have been a little bit of a weird team to pin down. Uh, they, they've looked really, really good in most of their games, but they lost to BDS and SK, which at the time felt a little weird, but looking back on it now with how well those two teams have showed is maybe not that much of, you know, a downgrade or an, an indictment, I guess. Um, mad have really really impressed me as well but they're still kind of a little green a little raw you know like th- they still make some silly decisions and weird they're a little like hesitant sometimes in like m- like more later game scenarios but early on they're extremely confident and their opening sequences have been excellent so I think mad are good they're just a little tiny bit sloppy for now it's they they're a team that I'm kind of keeping an open mind. I mean, I try to keep an open mind about every everything, but like, I I think they're good. I'm just not entirely sure how good they are yet, and I think that they could get better, which is the other thing. So I'm kind of just like in a holding pattern with them, waiting to see if I if they're gonna keep improving and fix some of these things, or if they're just this is what they are. Um, I didn't play anything on the side in this one. I I lean Fnatic just based off of. You know, experience roster continuity. And I think they're kind of like getting their feet under them and looking good after a weird first, you know, like week and a half or so. Passing on the side, just sticking with the total. Played under 25 and a half kills at minus 115 for 1. 1.5 units. Next up, we have G2. Um, actually, uh, wrong order. I'm going to read this in book order. So Giant X plus 322 against G2 minus 429. This is a big, big number in best of one. Um, so it's tough not to give G2 the benefit of the doubt and you see a number like this and you're like, yeah, of course it's G2, duh. But they haven't been infallible this season. You know, they got Seraphine by Vitality last week. I doubt they let that happen again, but, you know, who knows. Um, I think, like, this is probably, as we- as weird as it is, like, if you, like, my model projected this at, like, Minus 216, minus 240 ish. Like, this is a huge, huge number. Like, you, I almost should just like hold, you know, close your nose and play Giant X, but G2 with counter pick is really, really tough. I think Giant X have looked good at times, but they also haven't had a single game with any sort of significant lead at 20. And actually, they might not have a game with. I'm going to take a quick look at this. I don't think they actually have a game. They only they've only had one game with any sort of lead at twenty, and none of their leads have been significant leads at twenty. So, um, oh, it's a tempting price on Giant X, but I I do think G two are probably just the side. I played the again more unders twenty four under twenty four and a half kills at minus one fifteen for one point five units, and I I did end up playing the Giant X kill spread plus eight and a half kills at minus one hundred four for one point zero four units. Um, underdog kill spreads have been. Just insanely good. Like, they're, I think they're any underdog kill. was it underdog kill spreads under, uh, like, larger than five and a half are 12 and three. Underdog kill spreads that are larger than seven and a half or at, larger than six and a half are nine and one. And anything that's eight and a half or more is undefeated this season. I think it's possible that this is the first one that loses of those, but you know, we're playing an under in low kill environments, just like in a low total environment in like the NFL, for instance. If you have a, a game that's lined with a total of like 36.5 and you have a team that's like a 14.5 point favorite, you know, the odd that's an extremely like thin margin of error for the favorite to cover if you assume that it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's kind of the same principle here in League of Legends. So I played the plus 8.5 kills at minus 104 for 1.04 and the under, like I just mentioned. Last but not least, we have Carmine Corp or Carmine Corp. I think it's Carmine Corp. Uh, minus 123. Why is this team favored against anybody? Against Rogue plus one or two. Well, that makes some sense. Um, Man, so Carmine Corp have lost me a ton of money this season. I've kind of gone to bat just trying to buy the dip, and it's been more like catching a falling knife. And I think the last two weeks, backing them and losing all this stuff, made me kind of go back and have to, like, I I went through and rewatched all of their VODs with, like, a fine-tooth comb. And I got to tell you, like, what I saw wasn't good like their first two games they actually showed I think their first two games were probably their best games and those weren't even that good like there's clearly communication issues going on I think they have the wrong fundamental idea about a lot of like really basic setups there there's been like some good things like i I think they've done some good dives and stuff like that but there's a real lack of I think how did I put it in the article I think I wrote like clarity of intent. And, like, in, like, half their games so far, like, it just looks like they don't know what they're doing. Like, they're just lost and maybe overwhelmed a little bit, which is weird because they have a bunch of experienced players. But, and then, like, just on top of all of this, like, they haven't been playing well, like, individually. They haven't been executing well as a team. Like, with the... they've had a few plays that have looked good, but the vast majority of everything they're doing is not well executed at all. So, Yeah. About the only good thing that they did last week was in their last two games, they kind of simplified their team comps a little bit, which is what I was asking for them to do after week one, which was kind of a good thing to see. But, like, they actually just played worse. So, I'm going to go ahead and just say, like, th- this team's a complete dumpster fire right now. And they have one week to get it together. They're already eliminated. Like, there's a chance we get a dead cat bounce kind of thing going on where, you know, this team has nothing to lose. They loosen up. They're they're a little less tight. And they relax. And they play better because of it. But I, I think they're like, they look like the worst team right now. They shouldn't be, but they just are. So I actually played Rogue on the money line, plus 102 for one unit. But the fact of the mat, and, and, and by the way, they look, they've looked pretty terrible too. But Rogue have actually faced, if you look, they're, they've played six games so far. It's the top six teams in the league. So they haven't played against Giant X or Chromine Corp yet. And, um, they have the easy part of their schedule this week. Now, I don't know if... The, the, Rogue haven't looked good, but they've at least shown signs of life. And they shouldn't be dogs to Carmin Corp here. So, I played Rogue Moneyline, plus 1-2 for one unit, under 24.5 kills for plus one, at plus 1-3 for one unit as well. Next up, we have the LCS, week 2, day 1. I don't really have too many big picture thoughts on the LCS, just because we only saw 8 games... Two games for each team. Not a whole lot to glean from that. A couple little things, but um, the only real constant actually comes right into play in our first game here. So we have Dignitas plus three forty one against Cloud Nine, minus four fifty nine. Yeah, Cloud Nine are a unit. This is this this team is just a complete wagon. They're the only real S tier team. I think they're clearly better than everybody. I mentioned last week, like Source relatively close to the situation. Um says that they're just like completely shit stomping everybody in scrims too like there's a chance this team just gets bored and starts you know fiddle fucking around and doing some goofy shit and you know limit testing a little bit but until like until they start doing that i'm just going to be laying cloud nine kill spreads until the cows come home so i played cloud nine minus nine and a half kills at minus 123 for 1.23 units it's a big big kill spread but i think cloud nine are just going to be dominant until we see otherwise so Next up, we have Energy minus 251 against 100 Thieves plus 201 on the money line. Um, 100 Thieves have been feisty. They've shown enough of a pulse to me. Um, the trio of Sniper, River, and Quid have been excellent so far. Um, I I know I'm like a net seller of Energy longer term, and I there's a case to be made that like this is the best that they're going to be all year, but... I think 100 Thieves have enough of a pulse to, co- to like to make this a contest, and I think this is a pretty big number. So I'm going to go with 100 Thieves. I'm playing this half-staked and split-staked, so it's like two-quarter stakes almost. So we're playing... I'm going to play 100 Thieves plus 6.5 kills at minus 109 uh, for, to win a half unit, so that's going to be 0.545 units. And I'm going to play 100 Thieves money line plus 201 for 0.2 units. So, yeah, I, I just think... This is a pretty big number, and I think hundred thieves are in good enough form to make this a contest. But you know, maybe this all looks stupid. Next up, we have uh, a pick'em between Team Liquid and FlyQuest, both at minus one ten. Um, Liquid changed, and Liquid remain the same. They have the same issues as last year. They can't close games, even though they changed coaching staffs. They changed lineup might just be a co- it's two games, it's January. It could just be a coincidence that that happened that way, but I don't know. Like it definitely didn't inspire any kind of confidence to to you know go the other way. I would actually lean liquid, I don't know. Like I would back liquid here as a buy low off of something like that, but like there's just questions with the other team too. And the other team here is FlyQuest and they showed good late-game late decision-making in the two games that they, they played, but they could have lost both of those games, especially the Shopify game. And I don't know. I I would lean good late-game decision-making better than bad late-game decision-making, but I don't exactly know if Liquid's got bad late-game decision-making or if FlyQuest has good late-game decision-making yet. They could have just both been Mirages. So this is appropriately priced out of Pick'Em. I don't really have any... I didn't play anything in this match. I would lean Fly Quest line if I had to play something, but don't feel great about it. So, no play there. Sorry about that. I had somebody drop something upstairs in the middle of that. Sorry if that hurt your ears. The next match here is uh, Immortals minus 111 against Shopify Rebellion minus uh, 109. That is also basically a pick Um I'm playing Shopify Moneyline here for a 1.5x stake. I don't like to go too aggressive early on sides like this, but. Um, especially in the LCS, but Shopify been the better team. I'm gonna go like this is the wrong team's favorite here. Um I know they lost their games, but they should have won both of them. They were in winning positions in both of them. Um I like that I still like this coach. I still like this roster, they still have a lot of continuity. Immortals are dealing with the opposite. Um numbers performance, Shopify should be much bigger. They should be like minus 150 in this match, but again, it's two game sample, so grain of salt. I mostly just think Shopify are a better team and they should be favored here and it's more qualitative than quantitative. So I played it for one and a half X, uh, one minus one Oh nine on the money line for 1.5 units. That's going to be it. I will see you all for Sunday slate. I will have probably again, a two podcast format for tomorrow, but they will be out Sunday, uh, Saturday evening. Uh, best of luck tomorrow.